G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you might imagine, with child protection issues here in Australia, the incidence of children at risk of child abuse is magnified in the developing world and girls are especially at risk. Well, back in 2011... Our next guest was named in the Australia Day Honours List and made a member of the Order of Australia for her service to the international community. Debbie Brennox, she leads the Sandra Jones Centre in Bulawayo in the African nation of Zimbabwe, looking after orphans and abandoned babies and children in crisis. Debbie's back on our shores for a short visit. Debbie Brennox, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's nice to be home. Debbie, this is home for you. And so some people might say, how does an Aussie girl find her way to Zimbabwe in Africa and now leading a children's home where somewhere in the vicinity of 1,600 girls have gone through your care uh, over these now many years? How did you get to Zimbabwe in the first place? Neil, it's a long story, but um, way back in 1985, I felt the Lord's call to go to Bible college. And um, in 1986, went up to Townsville to the North Queensland College of Ministries. And while I was there, I met a couple who used to work in Zimbabwe as the National Director of Youth for Christ, him and his wife, Hamish and Sheila Grant. And so after spending a couple of years with them, the Lord then called me on to what I thought was going to be one year in Zimbabwe. And I wasn't happy about going. I didn't really want to... Um, up sticks and go halfway around the world, but the Lord's call was very was very um, strong, and so I went over believing that I was going to be there for one year, and in January next year, it will be thirty years. Thirty years, mm. and is there something that keeps you there at the helm of the Sandra Jones Centre uh, that is bigger than just the fact that you're in a routine? It's the love for the work that I do. I absolutely love being there. I love the kids. I love the privilege of speaking into their lives. Um, it's a wonderful place to work. You know, any job where you can get up from your desk and go and play with kids for half an hour or an hour or so has got to be a great job. <laughs> and the kids that we work with, they're just, they're amazing. Now, these girls, and they're primarily girls, yes. are there some boys as well, or is it mostly girls that it's you look after? It's mostly girls, yes. Uh, some of them come via police, uh, social welfare, there are counselling agencies there in Bulawayo, and they connect you with these girls, and they've come from often dreadful circumstances. How can you describe the circumstances these girls are coming from? The poverty that these girls are coming from is something that we in Australia can't even imagine. And in fact, a lot of the girls that have come to us have come because they've been sold. And because of the um, economic situation in Zimbabwe, it's really tough at the moment. And um, I mean, we don't even have our own currency at the moment. And so girls are coming to us who um, have ex experienced extreme poverty. Um, and as I said, some of many have been sold. 
by family members to pay off debts or even to, to buy themselves food. The sad thing is that quite a lot of the girls that come to us have been prostituting from a very young age. And it's not unusual for a girl to prostitute just for a, a big pen, a 25 cent pen. Um, that's how extreme it is. And the change of leadership in Zimbabwe of recent times, is this likely to change some of the issues of poverty? Is there a more optimistic outlook now with these recent changes? There is, Neil. I think um, people are still very reserved, um, but there's hope now. And um, we are hoping that now with the new new president, we will see things change. And I think... Um, the, the new president is trying to change things. I think people are still suspicious because they've been very hurt in the past, but we're looking to the future and there is hope there. So, yes. Let's come back to the girls. 1,600 girls have gone through this home uh, over these past uh, years in the last decade or yes. so. And there is a process, isn't there, uh, depending on the age of the girls, no mm-hmm. doubt, when they come to you, but there's this process of which you're leading them in restoration. Yes. Uh, restoration from a brokenness to try and put together these girls' lives so that they at least have a hope for the future. That's exactly right. What happens is when a child comes to us, every child is assessed individually. So every girl that comes to us, if she's young, five, six, seven, we put her into school. And we're actually running our own school at the moment because what we were finding was that the girls, the children were so traumatized that placing them into a regular school wasn't working. And we were seeing, um, we were just seeing no, no, um, progress being made. Um, so we've now got our own school, little school running with a highly, um, trained remedial teacher. And, um, we're seeing a lot more happening now. So that's really exciting. But if they're older, uh, 15, 16, 17, it's pointless to put them into school. Education is a big thing for us. We believe that that's what's going to get them somewhere. Um, but educating girls in Zimbabwe is still low on a priority list. So when they come to us, we look at them. If we can get them into school, if they've been to school, we'll put them back into school. But if they haven't been to school, then we run a training centre for them. A quote on your one of your recent blogs, every child that comes to the doors of the centre will find behind the doors aunties, uncles, brothers, sisters, mother, and most importantly, the greatest father anyone ever needs, our Heavenly Father. That's right. How does the Heavenly Father aspect of a home that is for girls and for their recovery, how does the Heavenly Father make a difference in the lives of these girls? Well, everything that we do is based on our Christianity, on our faith. And the girls are introduced to Jesus Christ very, very quickly um, when they come to the center. And one of the things that we're saying to them all the time is this man, this person of Jesus Christ will not hurt you. And he will offer you unconditional love and he'll offer you hope. And so because the girls are desperate for that message, because they've had no hope, and the love that they have had has been very conditional. Um, they, they respond to it very, very quickly. And then um, we, run, we have Bible study at the center a couple of times a week. They're encouraged to go to church. They go to um, youth group. The, the local churches in the area are very supportive of what we do. So they'll often send drivers to collect them for youth group. 
So we see them respond very quickly to the message of Jesus Christ because they're desperate to hear it. And when you have a Christian institution like you do, the contrast from where these girls have come from and the difference they find when there is an organization that is permeated by the love of God, there is a true contrast there, isn't there? It's unbelievable, Neil. And it's a message that we hear over and over again from the girls. I'm just thinking of one young girl that's with us. She's 18 now and she has four children. The last children that she had were twins. So she arrived to us at 17. Her mum died when she was 14. Um, and she said, I've, I've never experienced maternal love. I did not know what it was to be loved by a mother. And I've come here and I've got dozens of mothers. And it was just such a beautiful message for us because, you know, they come with children. They've got no parenting skills. We learn our parenting skills usually as women from our own mothers. They've got no idea. And so, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of time is put into the girls a lot of one-on-one time. And they know there's always someone to pray with them. There's always someone to listen. They can ask for counseling anytime they want. So and there's a lot of input into the girls' lives, and it's all based on, on Jesus Christ. No doubt, Debbie, there are some faithful supporters of the work that you're doing there in Zimbabwe and perhaps from beyond our shores in Australia. But I know that being an Aussie girl yourself, uh, you'll have contacts and friends here in Australia. But an extra friend or two, no doubt, would come in very handy with some of the projects that you want to fulfill in the coming times. What sort of friends and supporters would you like to have connect with you on this visit? We always need support, Neil. I mean, we've got 160 kids and almost 30 staff. So our our monthly budget is huge. Um, what we're looking for is always support for the children. Um, sponsorship of the children is $40 a month. And the ch- these kids, most of them have not had parents. Most of the kids that come to us are orphans. And so just connecting with somebody who is a mom and dad to them is a big thing. And they have photos of their, their, you know, sponsors stuck on their beds and, you know, they write to them. We try to keep in touch. We write three times a year to our sponsors, just keeping them in touch with what's happening with the child. But if there's, if a child is sick or having a problem at school, often we'll just drop the sponsor a line and say, please just pray for so and so. You know, she's struggling at the moment. Um, it's very important to the children the sponsorship, and it goes a long way in helping us because it's regular support. And, of course, you are recognised as a uh, NGO and uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs uh, has recognised you. Yes. That's the Australian DFAT. Uh, they've recognised you. Yes. And, uh, and so uh, people should feel comfortable to connect with you and to be a part of the good work you're doing. Yes. Well, we, we're registered with GDG, which is the Global, Global Devel- Development Group, and so any um, donation that we do receive, if it goes through GDG, they receive a tax deduction for it. And we have, we also have an excellent relationship with the Australian Embassy. Um, I've, you know, I've met all of the ambassadors that I've, that have been there during my time. And, um, they've been very supportive. The Australian government has just put in for us, um, full solarization of the property. It was a $30,000 grant. But for the first time since we've been in the new property, which is almost six years, the girls have got hot water. 
which is really nice for them. Well, the work is not getting less because, as I understand it, the statistics show that in Zimbabwe, one in three girls will be sexually abused before they reach the age of 18 and thousands of children every night in fear of abuse. And when they find their way into your care uh, via all of those mechanisms that are in place, uh, they are coming to a place of safety uh, where they'll be nurtured and eventually trained and educated and and released into something that is worthwhile for their lives ahead. Honour to you, Debbie, and I want to point people to your website because no doubt there'll be listeners who think, I'd like to support the Sandra Jones Centre. Debbie Brennox is our guest, and Debbie leads the Sandra Jones Centre. There is a website, sandrajonescentre.org, sandrajonescentre.org. Dot org, and you can sponsor a child in the Sandra Jones Centre, and no doubt any support will be much appreciated. Debbie, thanks so much for spending some time sharing your heart with listeners today on 2020. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.